Scout Team Sports here. Good Tuesday to you. Good morning to you. Hope all is well. Hope everybody had a fun and safe weekend as much as you could, however you could. Uh, Hope that things are going well. Hope that this podcast finds you well. And uh, we are getting into it as far as the recap of week 10 in the NFL. So we're going to start with the Sunday games, of course. We already took care of the uh, past Thursday night game. So we're starting with Sunday. We're going to go with the Eagles at the Giants. And, of course, the Giants win this football game. And I predicted this one right. I just figured, like, you know, like I said, it's just the Eagles don't, they don't, they don't strike fear into the hearts of anyone. They're going up against a division rival that's, I would say, is on par with them. So, I mean, you know, everybody in the NFC East has holes that they have to fill, and we don't know what's going to happen. So, um, who's to say who's going to win this division? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, it, wasn't, it really wasn't surprising that the Giants won because, you know, everybody talks about the Eagles having the best quarterback, but... He doesn't always play like the best quarterback, not even in his own division. And that's with everybody who's injured. <laughs> so go figure with Carson Wentz uh, and um, the Eagles losing this football game. But yeah, like I said, it really wasn't much to this one. Uh, not surprised that the Giants won. They get the win 27 to 17. Uh, next, we have Jaguars at the Packers. Packers won this, but I was surprised it was that close. I figured, you know, this was one of those games where uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to go off and he was going to tee off on the Jaguars' uh, D and the Jaguars' D wouldn't, I mean, the Jaguars' offense, even though the Packers' D, I know it's nothing to write home about, um, would pretty much take care of business but this was you know maybe even if it was late a close game and four point difference uh is close and, and especially in the nfl but the packers hold on to win um in a tight one 24 to 20 next we have our uh washington football team at the lines are really i thought that the washington football team would pull this one out but they came up just short uh, Alex Smith, um, you know, d- d- from to me looked well for his first, very first full game start. I believe this was uh, in I don't know how many years since the horrible leg injury. Um, but it uh, seems like, uh, you know, the Lions, you know, scrappy bunch. They had just enough, just enough to win this football game. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, and the NFC East is a toss up. So now we got. Uh, Eagles three five and one. You got um, Giants three and seven, and you got Washington Football Team two and seven. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen, and it's a shame that any any one of these three teams, or even the Cowboys, if things get even crazier than they are now, uh, will be hosting a playoff game come January or December. No, December. No, January, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's going to be something to look forward to. 9.99 times out of 10, I'm thinking uh, whoever wins the NFC East will be hosting the playoff game, and that team that they're hosting will have a better record than them. Um, So, and that's the way the cookie continues to crumble in the NFL. (laughs) Hey, 
go figure. I, I don't know why they won't change it. They made a change to the playoffs as far as taking a bye week uh, away from the number two seed, uh, but they won't take a playoff game away from a division winner who has a weaker record than their opponent. Ah. So I mean I'm you know if you're gonna make one choice make the if you make one decision and try to make it better make the other decision that everybody's talking about um, to make it better seriously I mean yes a team wins their division that gets them a playoff spot but if I mean if if that's the case then why 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 even extend this thing to adding another team? It's like they added a seventh team and you know as far as uh, in the playoffs just so they could justify taking the bye week away from the number two seed. So I mean if that's the case you might as well just make things complete and say, look, if you if you win your division fine and urge your playoff spot but if you have a horrible record, not even 500 or something like that, you're not hosting a playoff game. <laughs> I don't see why. Good. I guess they don't want to give. They don't want to give uh, a home game to a team that doesn't win their division. Uh, you know, there's always going to be a tug of war. There's always going to be a tug of war for every decision. So. Eh, go figure. Next we have, moving on, uh, but yes, to uh, recap, the uh, Lions barely hold on to win uh, against Washington football team 30-27. to 27. Uh, Next we have Browns, uh, Texans at Browns. Uh, I got this one right, but this was, again, one that was barely. Um, yeah, Browns win this one 10-7. A relatively boring game, but um, yeah, I think... Um, it, it just wasn't enough. I mean, Deshaun Watson just doesn't have anything, and things don't seem to be getting better. I did hear about them possibly making uh, Romeo Cornell, thinking about making uh, Romeo, Romeo Cornell um, their coach moving forward. I mean, he's interim right now, but possibly signing him to uh, be the official head coach, uh, you know, for next year's contract or something like that uh, for next year, next season, rather. Uh, so I do hope he gets the job. I think he is uh, one of the good ones that gets the job. Or I will say one of the other uh, young black head coaches or young in the sense of not having an opportunity yet, like Eric Bieniemy. Um, he, I think he would be a prime candidate. Uh, he probably should have gotten a job this past season, before last season or something like that, uh, and did not. But I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, either one of those guys gets the job. But, um, yeah, Texans fall uh, to 2-7, and seven, just not their year, of course. And the Browns remain in the playoff hunt at 6-3. and three. How about that? Next, we have the Buccaneers at... The Panthers got this one wrong. Um, thought the Panthers would have a little more in the tank, but the Buccaneers just came out roaring. Tom Brady looked good. He did well. Um, and they were clicking in all facets, facets of the game, offense, defense, passing and running the football. Um, but, yeah, this uh, – so this um, NFC South is not out of the not out of the woodwork in terms of just a clear-cut winner. Even though the Bucks lost, have lost twice, 
to the Saints. They're still in definitely in the playoff hunt and definitely still in the division race. So, you know, if uh, the Saints fall and fall, you know, the record falls below the Bucks and the Bucks will still win the division. Uh, even though they've lost twice to the Saints. So that one is definitely good for, I mean, good to look out for in terms of, you know, what's going to happen uh, going through the rest of the season. And uh, 10 games down, you know, give or take with some bye weeks, and then uh, six games left. So it's uh, very interesting, very, very interesting. Um, we're moving on. Next, we have Chargers at Dolphins. Um, this one was um, surprisingly closer than I thought it would be. Um, but, you know, again, the Chargers, um, I don't know if you can call this one a heartbreaking loss for them, losing by eight points. But the Dolphins get the win here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that um, when it comes to, you know, what they're trying to do, I just think that, I don't know. It's just tough to figure the Chargers out. I'm thinking that their defense should be better. That's all. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Um, I'm just thinking that their defense should be better uh, than what it was. And um, I think it's mainly their defense is letting them down. Uh, but, you know, they talked about, you know, the future of the NFL. This could be a good rivalry. It could very well be Justin Herbert versus Tua. Um, but Tua is just looking spectacular, even if he doesn't um, make, a, you know, a whole lot of big plays. You know, Tua just being, even if he's just game managing sometimes, um, just doing his part, you know, in terms of just being a leader on the team and being um, a guy who's ready to play and being a guy who's ready to lead this Dolphins team into the playoffs, believe it or not. At 6-3 and three now, um, the Dolphins are definitely playoff contenders um right in the hunt right in the race uh at six and three you got a couple teams at six and three that's going to make for an interesting um play down the road toward the end of the season to see who actually gets in for the first time in a very long time i'm very excited in terms of the entire slot of teams that will get into the playoffs in the AFC. That is something that I've been looking forward to for years, other than just thinking, oh, the Patriots are going to, by hook or by crook, the Patriots are going to just run away with it anyway. So it's no point in looking at the playoffs. Hello, NFC playoffs, because I don't care about the AFC anymore. <laughs> uh, those days are over. Can you believe it? Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, man, that's what it is right now. So I'm, 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 I'm happy in that sense. Uh, but next, we're going to get to the Broncos at the Raiders. Um, I was right about this one. Um, I said that, you know, uh, I, I know what the Raiders' defense is. And, uh, you know, but I know also what the Raiders' offense is. And if they play to their potential, um, then they shouldn't have a problem in this game. Uh, and they didn't. I mean, technically, they did. Uh, I will give the Broncos credit. They held the, the Raiders without a passing touchdown. Uh, and they really held their entire passing game in check. Um, but they could not really stop the running game. And Josh Jacobs goes, rushes for two touchdowns. And the former Bronco, Defonte Booker, also rushes for two touchdowns. And a very solid 
uh, when, let's see if it's by five and by two, yeah, 25, is, I would say that's a three plus, three plus score win, blowout win. The Raiders win 37 to 12. Um, the other big key thing was uh, the Raiders picking off Drew Locke five times. No, no, four times. Let me get that right. There were five turnovers total. Um, and uh, one of them was uh, the Broncos deep in their own territory. Uh, Drew Locke completes a pass, but the receiver fumbles the ball. After review, it was clearly a fumble. And it was Raiders ball um, already in the red zone. And, uh, yeah, they, they just tore apart. The Raiders just tore apart. The uh, Broncos defense running the football couldn't get anything really going in the passing game, but they tore them apart running the football against again. I, I like the one two combo in terms of like, you know, um, Josh Jacobs uh, ran the ball a lot, almost like 40 some times, I think, around there uh, in against the Cleveland Browns. So he took a lot more work on. Last week against the Chargers, got a rushing touchdown that game. And now this game against his former team, you know, he wanted some payback and they gave it to him. He got it in the best way with um, especially his last run. His last touchdown run was his first touchdown run um, uh, later on in the game was um, like a five yard run. Uh, but then that his last one was, I think, about like 20 yard, 20 or 25 yards. And it just looks so pretty. It's like once he got a crease, um, he got a crease to the right side uh, or in between the, the garden attack or in between the tackle and, and the receiver on the right side. And he just he just he showed some speed there. And I was very impressed. I already had been impressed, but um, he was just showing some more speed there. And it was just it was very impressive to see. And um, and then again, going back to the Raiders defense, um, you know, I knew who they were and they played their butts off in this game and so proud of them. Jeff Heath is is night one of my new favorite defenders now. <laughs> He's the one who made the pick against uh, Patrick Mahomes when they beat the Chiefs and almost returned it for a touchdown. And he had two picks in this game. Uh, out of the Raiders' five turnovers, uh, Jeff Heath coming away with two interceptions against Drew Locke. And you could say that, okay, well, it's the Broncos. But the Broncos have been on uh, somewhat of a winning streak. They haven't been doing well. They haven't been trying to turn it around. But the Raiders put them in their place and are solely, firmly in second place uh, in the AFC West behind the Chiefs, who they have a win over. So um, I couldn't be happier with the Raiders. Um, I'm always going to analyze my team, whether good or bad. You know, if they're good, I'll say they're good. If they're bad, I'll say they're bad <laughs> for sure. Um, disappointed about the passing game because I do want that to still be an integral part of their offense. So technically, no, they didn't play to their full potential, but they did. Uh, you know, when one thing wasn't working, they made sure the other was working. And again, that was the running game. So running game and defense win the game for the Raiders here. Very impressed with that. As the Raiders win, a final score is 37 to 12. We're going to take a break right there and we're going to come back and finish the rest of the games for this week. 10, including uh, for week 11, uh, the Thursday night football matchup. We'll be back in a minute. Uh, so you hear from our sponsors. This is Scout Team Sports. Scout Team Sports, and we are back in on a Tuesday. 
recapping the weekend that was in the NFL week 10. We get back into it with recapping and exciting, the exciting, most exciting matchup of the week with the Bills at the Cardinals. This one going back and forth. I did pick the Bills to win this one, I believe. Um, but they came up short in the most disappointing and exciting fashion. Uh, yet, um, it's, uh, you know, for the most part, they, they, uh, Bills defense, they did well. They did all right against, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, surprised that the, um, Bills offense couldn't do more against the Cardinals. They, I figured they would have done to them what they did to the Seahawks, but Hey, uh, that just goes to show you what's kind of going on in, um, the NFC West. And, um, yeah, now and that that's also crazy too. Uh, once we get to that, um, but yeah, the um the Bills um like I said playing well in this game um but the you know the Cardinals just kept uh staying with them and you know Kyler Murray is just feisty and just hard to get down even though they could get him down and sack him a couple times uh he just he just keeps going man that you know he is the best looking energizer bunny uh that I've seen in the NFL in some time. Just just you know, and, and with him being as small as he is, he, he just you know, he that doesn't phase him. I think it just works to his advantage. Sometimes it works against him, but he makes it work to his advantage, in my opinion, so much more than it working against him. Uh so we come down to the final drive and uh they're driving. Uh the Cardinals are are down um the Cardinals are down by um, four, and uh, they're trying to, you know, they need a touchdown. You know, field goal's not going to do. So they're driving, they're driving. Um, you know, and I'm surprised the Bills are letting them, letting them get, you know, letting them progress. Uh, but I get to around, I think around the 50, yeah, around the 50-ish. Um, and then uh, Kyler Murray just uh, throws up a prayer, throws up a Hail Mary pass. And what are you supposed to do when you're the defense? You knock it down. But what did they not do, especially when it came to one of the best wide receivers in the game in DeAndre Hopkins? And again, uh, I hope that uh, Bill O'Brien is kicking himself for this uh, after knowing and seeing or watching, hopefully, what happened, what transpired here uh, in a Hail Mary pass with three guys on him. DeAndre Hopkins comes down with the Hail Mary pass, receiving, catches the ball, touchdown Cardinals, and the game is over. Cardinals win 32 to 30. Man, so much to unpackage here. Uh, just like I said, again, with the Bills, you know, you're supposed to bat it down. You don't try to catch it. Uh, you got three guys. Uh, um, you got three guys uh, on D-Hop, and the, the whole point is don't let him cup up under you and get the get the pass and uh, of course if he's around you know he's going to be around the ball try his best to be around the ball don't try to out muscle him and catch it or anything like that try to bat it down knock it away just you know as long as you will pass interfere but um, do something to just knock the ball away if you are even close to touching it not trying to catch it or not trying to just get a hand on it but swatting that thing out of the air um, and they didn't do that you know, and in the heat of the moment, I get, but I mean, maybe that comes down to coaching. Maybe that comes down to, okay, take a timeout. The Bills had timeouts. It's like, okay, we know what they're going to do. We know who's the best, who's got the best hands on the team. And, 
even though I know Christian Kirk has still got good hands too, and he's their number two, I believe, in my book he is. Um, and, uh, yeah, you got Fitzgerald, but, I mean, look, Conor Murray's been going to his birthday present <laughs> the entire season since they got him from the Texans. He's been the number one receiver, and rightfully so. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be three guys on him and a couple guys on the other guys. Um, I mean, tell tell those three guys, you know, look, you know what to do. Bat the ball down. Don't give them a chance to catch it. Um, but just the, the belief in Kyler Murray, from Kyler Murray to launch that pass uh, and then D-Hop coming down with it. Uh, there was debate uh, on, on, you know, Shannon and, and, and um, Skip. I mean, you know, you know, sports talk, you know who they are. Um, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, a lot of times they do stuff just for, you know, the contrast. So for the show. Uh, but yeah, I, I one of the many times where I was like, I'm not listening to Skip's opinion after he said what he said. I'm like, I'm not going to hear the explanation. Of course, so the debate was because they had something they needed something to talk about um, was uh, was it more of a better throw by Kyler Murray or more of a better catch by DeAndre Hopkins? Um, I was going with Shannon 100 percent of the way. It was more of a catch. Uh, by D Hop because not many guys are making that catch with three guys on him in the end zone. Uh, it's, it's, it's not many guys are making that catch. Um, that's why you traded for D Hop, and uh, that's why Kyler Murray uses him or goes to him as much as he does because of him being one of the best receivers in the game today. There's no question about that. Uh, there's nothing to take away from Kyler Murray, but uh, you know several guys can make that throw. Several guys can make that throw, one being Aaron Rodgers, of course. And there's a couple other guys with a good arm that can make that throw, that can escape the pocket, get free. Uh, Lamar Jackson can do that. Russell Wilson can do that. Uh, I would say even Drew Brees can do that enough to where he needs to. Um, I don't want to say Ben Roethlisberger is mobile enough, but he'll still get the pass off. He can get the ball off uh, as long as he's got protection. Um, So... Hey, maybe even Tua can get it off. I think even uh, Josh Allen could get it off. Um, so yeah. Um, but again, you know, you still have to have the yeah the the awareness, you know, to escape the pocket enough to get free enough to get off an open pass. You know, you know, without getting hit or being defle- the ball being deflected or something. Um, <clears throat> so you still have to be able to do that. Um, but man. Uh, like I said, with three guys on him, one receiver, um, yeah, one receiver. That, that that's that's Hop. That's DeAndre Hopkins. Give the man his credit. Give him what he's due, and and put even more shame on the Texans for giving up one of the best wide receivers in football, um, because look what he's doing for this team, and look what he could be doing. Like I guarantee you, if the if the if DeAndre Hopkins was still a Texan, the Texans would not be two and seven point blank period they would not be but look he go to a better situation um not necessarily a better quarterback but a better situation in the cardinals and deandre hopkins is flourishing so uh, hats off to the cardinals for a hail mary win and they are six and three and i'll describe why or explain why that's so important right now in a couple of recap games. Next one we go to is Niners at the Saints. Uh, Saints are riding high after 
that win, the blowout win over division rival Bucks, and they keep it going here. Not necessarily a blowout win, but a solid win uh, over the Niners, uh, 27 to 13. They just got it done in every which way possible, doing what they needed to do. Um, and uh, yeah, it wasn't too much that stood out other than the Saints just being the dominant team, and they are top the division at seven and two. Um, but only by a uh, half game. So, you know, they've got to stay on it. It's going to be a tight one. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see down the road. I hope um, that there is something exciting because, you know, they met the Bucks twice already. So um, it's not going to be, you know, another showdown before the, the end of the season. But who knows what happens in the playoffs. We might get a game three uh, for these two teams, the Bucks and the Saints. Um after it's what's said and done in the in the season. Uh, so we might see them in the playoffs. But yeah, Saints get the win 27 to 13, improved to 7 and 2. Next we have the Seahawks and Rams. And this one was crazy because what I just said as far as the Cardinals, Cardinals are 6 and 3. <clears throat> the Seahawks come into this game 6 and 2 and the Rams uh 5 and 3. Um and I predicted that the Rams would win this one cuz I think that uh, they, the, to me, the Seahawks have just not fi- uh, fixed their defense problems yet, and I didn't expect this to be as low scoring of a game as it was with the Rams winning twenty three to sixteen. But hey, they found a, a way to keep uh, Russell Wilson in check, and um, yeah, this is is crazy. It's is so interesting. Now the Niners are not that far behind. By four or six, but I'm not really giving them a chance with Nick Mullins and not having George Kittle, no uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and, and all that stuff and the injuries that they have sustained. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, four and five and then now four and six is not that far behind, but I just it's too competitive for them to get in the way of this. So with the Rams winning, now you have a three way tie in the NFC West Cardinals, Seahawks and Rams all at six and three. Uh, the Ram and, and the thing is, um, I think this actually puts the Seahawks in third place after uh, losing to the Rams because they also lost to the Cardinals. So the Cardinals have a win over the Seahawks and the Rams have a win over the Seahawks. How can you put the Seahawks above either one of those teams? Because I don't think they faced either one of those teams twice. Um, and so, uh, and I even think that uh, one time... I don't, no, I don't think they got over. The Niners got over on them. Uh, I think that was who did the Niners beat? The uh, Niners beat the Rams. I know that much in the division uh, earlier on in the season. So um, you know, that's another uh, monkey wrench in the whole NFC West. But I did. I mean, I like three teams this competitive in one division. Makes you think: Who's going to win the division? Are the other two teams going to get in the playoffs? Now we have seven seeds now. Um, so that's very interesting, very exciting, um, you know, probably nerve wracking for those three fan bases. But at the same time, all three teams are competitive. So I don't see how those three fan bases can complain. Um, the Seahawks, I would say, would probably need to be the most worried because, like I said, they have they've lost to the Cardinals and lost to the Rams. The two teams that they are tied uh, have a tied record with in their own division. So, again, with the Rams getting this win. Um, they improved to six and three. Cardinals are six and three. Both of them have a win over the Seahawks, who are six and three. And as that um, 
um, soap opera continues, uh, that will be interesting, exciting to see. Um, yeah, that will be exciting to see. Um, I kind of like, I like all three of those teams. There's certain things that I like about all three of those teams. So seeing all three of those teams in the playoffs wouldn't bother me one bit. Um, especially going them, those three teams, you add in the Bucks and the Saints, and then, uh, you add in, um, you know, whoever they're going, whoever comes out of the NFC East. And then, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be, that'll be something there. That will definitely be something. Um, but yeah, Rams get the win 23 to 16 improved to six and three Seahawks fall to six and three and the Cardinals are six and three, three way tie in the NFC West for first place with the Cardinals and Rams both having wins over the Seahawks now. Next, we get to the Bengals at the Steelers. I said it. I was like, if the Bengal, if Ben Roethlisberger does not play due to this COVID quarantine, then I'm picking the Bengals. But I would say if Ben Roethlisberger is playing, then it's going to be the Steelers. And it was the Steelers. And Ben Roethlisberger did play. And it wasn't even close. 36-10 to 10 over the Bengals. Um, I like the Bengals in terms of the, their fight, their grit. But, you know, when they're clearly outmatched, they're just outmatched. So, um, I didn't think it'd be this large of a margin. I thought Joe Burrow would get in more against um against the Steelers, but yeah, they were like, no, they weren't having it. <laughs> so the Steelers get the win at home thirty-six to ten. Next we have your uh Sunday night football matchup. I was wrong about this one with the Ravens at the Patriots. Part of it though was this whole rainbow. This it was a rainbow of twenty twenty. At that mess was coming down so hard, and I think it just really messed with Lamar Jackson um, as he wasn't really able to get going, I don't think, consistently at all in this game. Um, but, yeah, that range is that, – that thing tore that game apart. And when it really started to come down late in the game was when the Ravens had the football and were trying to get back into it. It didn't seem to be that harsh when the Patriots were playing, when the Patriots had the football. <laughs> But uh, and uh, yeah, that was crazy. That 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 stuff was coming down. Um, I know, I know, I know. Some people probably think that's fun, but when you're trying to concentrate, you're trying to focus, you're trying to win a football game. That that stuff is not. That stuff is not fun. I don't care what you say about this is football weather, and some people would think it's fun for pro athletes. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's always good to get the win. Uh, and Cam Newton and the Patriots are, are gritty and tough, and they they eke out the win, um, but um, improved to four and five. So I mean, they they you never know what could happen with them being in the hunt still. Um, you know, some things go over their way, and some things don't go other teams' way. You never know. Uh, but the Ravens fall to six and three, and so they're clearly well behind now. The Steelers. Um, for in the division, and so they're right in the thick of things as far as fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Steelers are nine and zero, undefeated still. Uh, they're the front runner to get that only bye week, the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. And so, um, yeah, when when it comes down to the rest of everybody, you know, it's your division winners, and then it's four spots for uh, playoff playoff seating. And right now, you've got. Uh, you got the Col- you got the Do- Ravens at six and three. You've got the Dolphins at six and three. You've got the Raiders at six and three, and then you've got the uh, the Browns at six and three, and then you've got um, 
the Colts, who are first place because they beat the Titans on Thursday night football. But then you also have the Titans, who I think are at six and three or seven and three, and they're um <clears throat> um right in the playoff hunt. So that AFC wet that AFC the conference for the playoffs, that's crazy, man. That is exciting and it's crazy and it's everything all at the same time. But yeah, moving on. We have now uh Patriots again win uh twenty three to seventeen in the monsoon in Foxborough. Uh next we have your Monday night football matchup with the Vikings and the Bears. Vikings win this one as I predicted, nineteen to thirteen. They're just seeming to make a comeback after a horrible start. Um they're now four and five. And then now also with the Bears, though, after a five and one start, they've lost four and straight and are now five and five. They definitely need this bye week uh, that's coming up for them. Um, tragically, don't like to see anybody go down um, critically. Um, I already had Dak Prescott and now it just gets tougher for the Bears as Nick Foles goes down toward the end of the game. Didn't see how it was that play was too like he took a really bad shot or anything um but you never know you never know because these guys are pro athletes they got pads on but they're also uh you know 200 to 300 pound wrecking balls so um i'm hoping the best for 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 nick Foles. in the meantime and mr bisky's out then they got to go to their emergency quarterback and they're probably going to be trying to hire another quarterback off off the streets or off the you know free agency um, to supplement what they might have to deal with for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Vikings get this done. I just thought that they were the better team. Um, they talk about, you know, um, Kirk Cousins finally gets his first win on Monday Night Football, but I really don't think it was due to him that much as, as opposed to the running game and defense, um, which, like I said, wasn't that much to write home about, but you're facing the Bears offense that wasn't that good. Um, and now they lose Nick Foles, so it's going to be even tougher for the Bears to continue to move forward. Um, like I said, I think Mitch Trubisky is still is injured. They showed him like out with a shoulder injury, so we'll know, you know, we'll know more about him as the week comes up uh, after the bye week. So maybe he could be healed up by then, two weeks from now, um, or they'd have to go to their emergency quarterback. But I'm thinking they might be trying to. Hire another quarterback for some depth. Um, so, you know, I know there are uh, several, you know, free agent quarterbacks out there that uh, might, you know, want, want a job halfway through the season. You know, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. But, uh, yes, the Bears fall to the Vikings. Uh, and that will conclude our matchups for Week ten in the NFL, he ended the playoffs, and I don't, I don't think you should be doing that. But nonetheless, uh, we do get an exciting matchup for Thursday night football: Cardinals at Seahawks. So this is their second matchup. The Cardinals won the first matchup, and so this will be critical for who's going to um, win the division. Because if the Cardinals get the win and they sweep the Seahawks, then they're clearly the front runner in the NFC West and would really only have to deal with, I would think, the Rams as far as a threat to the division title. Um, but if the Seahawks get the win, then they're right back in the thick of things. With a win over the Cardinals, they split split the season series and um and they would have a better record technically at seven and three, and the Cardinals would fall to six and four. But 
I'm going to go with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are hot. The Cardinals are just, they're just doing things, you know, one way or another, they're getting wins. And I just think that they're, I think that their streak right now, and I think their confidence right now is too much for the Seahawks, who still don't know what to do on defense. And then all they have is Russell Wilson and Chris Carson, and they do have a formidable offense, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. But it just seems like teams are figuring them out now. Good teams are figuring them out now. And um, yeah, if they if they let card if they let uh the card if they let the Cardinals um, and Kyler Murray get loose for about four touchdowns, I don't think that the Seahawks are winning. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, in a shootout, you never know. In a shootout, you never know. But I just, the strength and the, and the, and the confidence of the Cardinals right now, Seahawks losing two straight. Um, if anybody could turn it around, it's Russell Wilson. But competition is is fierce now. The Cardinals do not fear them, so it, it, it it's going to take something else for the Seahawks um, to win other than just, oh, it's Russell Wilson and it's the Seahawks. No, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the hot team, and until the Seahawks show me that they can rise back from the ashes or come back um, from adversity, I'm, you know, I'm not picking them. Um, against good teams, that is. So, Picking the Cardinals for Thursday night football uh, win over the Seahawks in Seattle on the road. And that will conclude our recap for week 10 and your Thursday night football prediction for week 11. Appreciate all my subscribers. Um, Definitely want to move this thing forward, this podcast forward. Um, and looking for ways that I can do that, uh, even in this pandemic. Again, hope that everybody stays safe uh, and uh, we work toward uh, coexisting, living together in this world um, without the turmoil that has been. Um, and uh, again, everybody staying safe, safe health-wise. Um, until next time, believe until you stop breathing. We will see you on Friday for official full week of full weekend of predictions for the NFL. But leave until you stop breathing. Again, my name is Devalian, and this is Scout Team Sports. We'll see you Friday.